I'm Ben Davies, and this is The Clear Money Mindset. So you actually have, if you do three credit checks in a row with different institutions, it doesn't usually impact you. But after the third one, that's when it starts to knock your score down by okay. 11 or 12 points with every additional credit check after that. Wow. That so could... it can really hurt you. Yeah. Now, when you come to a mortgage broker like myself, we do one credit check. Welcome to the Clear Money Mindset, providing you with help and tips to manage your money in a clear and intentional way. I'm your host and financial advisor, Ben Davies. At Davies Financial Sterling Mutuals, we want to provide you with meaningful tips to help you with your money. Interest rates are on the rise. We're starting to pay more to service the debts we have. And for most, your biggest debt is probably your mortgage. So what do you do in a rising rate environment? Is now the time to refinance? Should I go with fixed or variable? Which is better? Uh, Many have tons of questions right now when it comes to mortgages. So today, we're going to talk with local mortgage expert, Rob Zanet. He's going to walk us through the current environment and answer some of the most common questions about mortgages in general. Rob will be joining us today and on our next podcast. So if you have questions about mortgages, listen in. If we had a dollar for every time we heard the terms inflation and interest rates this year, everyone could probably be mortgage free by now. There's a lot of change going on in the interest rate and real estate worlds and it's happening fast. So we thought it would be a great time to sit down with a mortgage broker and discuss mortgages in general and talk about the current environment that we find ourselves in. To help us with this topic, uh, we're happy to have Rob Zanet from Axiom Mortgage Solutions. Rob comes to us with a wealth of knowledge in this industry, and we're glad he could take the time to join us on the podcast. Rob, thanks for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's a great time, and uh, thanks for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. Well, this is this is something you've been in for a while, so we thought it would be a good idea. Let's give the listeners an idea of who you are. You guys are local, so that's great for those who are listening from the Windsor-Essex area. Tell us about your history in the mortgage business and a bit about Axiom as well. Okay. Well, I've um, I've been a mortgage broker for 22 years. I'm, I work with, with my wife, Sandra. We, uh, we have an office in Tecumseh. We have another satellite office in Leamington. And uh, Sandra's been in the business even longer than me. So she's been in financial services for 30 years. So between the two of us, we have a lot of experience with mortgages, finances, budgeting, everything of that. And we can uh, do a really good job of, you know, helping you navigate through uh, through your mortgage needs and your financial needs. Uh, I started in the um, in the hospitality industry, actually, when oh, I nice. first when I first got out of university, I, I majored in finance, and I sh- probably should have gone right into banking at that time. But <laughs> I I got involved with uh, with the family business and was in hospitality for a number of years, cool. and that's where I think I developed an understanding for customer service, and which has sort of helped me to this day in helping my clients w- navigate what they need and and assist them with their needs. I'm I'm always very conscious of the clients and and how I can help them best and I think yeah. I got that from my early days of working um, cool. once I left the fin- uh, the hospitality industry I, uh, I started with a smaller brokerage in Windsor 
and that was uh, about 22 years ago and I got my feet wet learned how to do things and understood the business and then I I moved on to another brokerage which uh, gave me more uh, even more experience and I really sort of um, got uh, a real passion for for being a mortgage broker. Um, for the last number of years, Sandra and I have been part of uh, Axiom Mortgage Solutions. Yep. It's, uh, it is a national chain. We, our headquarters are in, in Alberta, but we, are, we have offices right across the country. And um, Sandra and I have been the, the main two Axiom agents in Ontario for a number of years. And we, uh, we love that, um, that diversity that no one else really knows who Axiom is, <laughs> but we know who we are. We know what we do and uh, we do a really good job at it. So uh, we can really help people with, uh, with their mortgage needs. Yeah. And that's, it's a huge thing in business now. You've said it a few times in your introduction to what you do is helping people. I, I mean, I think that's in any business, if you can get to that point, like it's, it's just fun because mm-hmm. you, you get to watch the fruits of that labor and see people actually really appreciate what you're doing. So that's cool. Any uh, weird, interesting experiences you've had along the way that kind of stick in your mind as uh, a highlight of uh, your time in the business itself? Well, I don't know if there's any specific weird situation. I, I guess um, I look at deals on a as they, as they come through and there's never one deal that's the same as the other. There's, yep. there's always something that's really, really unique and, and you learn from it. Um, I, I guess the, not really a weird situation, but just the, the, the fact that a number of years ago we decided to, uh, to, to leave our previous brokerage and, and start out a, a fresh brand new one. That would be our big experience, and it really helped us grow and and uh, help our clients better. So I think that would be probably the key in in my time as far as deciding to to make that leap and uh, try to um, be more of an independent where I could help people and. Um, having access to so many lenders with our new brokerage it uh, it really assists us to be able to do what we need to do to get anything done for our, our clients it's nice to be able to say uh, you're representing the client we tell people here a, a similar thing like when you're dealing with a broker we're sitting all on the same side of the table together looking out at the industry trying to find what's best it's not me sitting on this side of the table and i'm this institution and you're here for us Um, we're trying to see okay all of these products out there we're going to cherry pick the ones that are right for you and i think that's a it's hard to have that when you're sitting with an institution name on the door not that you can't do a good job, but it's a nice freedom to be able to have. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into some general mortgage questions, and then we're we're gonna test uh, test your opinion later on on what's going on in the mortgage world. But we'll, we'll make it easy first. A um, uh, question you probably get asked a lot, Rob: What's the difference between a broker and me walking into a bank? Well, when you go into a bank, whatever bank that may be. That lender, that bank, has a certain box within what they want to lend. Yep. And you have to adhere to their guidelines and what they'll approve and what they won't. Now, there's many, many banks in Canada. Um, yep. And there's many non-banks. We call them in our industry uh, monoline lenders. 
monoline lenders are, are lenders that only go through the mortgage brokerage channel. Okay. I probably have 25, 30, 35 lenders that I can go to. And every lender has different guidelines that they will accept or they will or they won't. So um, me, myself as a broker, I have to know the guidelines for all those lenders. And mm. I, I have to find out which lender would be best suited for your situation. When you go into a, a, a bank, you only get what they offer. Right. So if if what you have doesn't meet what they offer, you're likely going to be declined. When you come to a mortgage broker, if I go to one lender and it doesn't fit their box, well, I have other lenders that I can go to. So, um, you know, a perfect example is uh, when you come in expecting to get a mortgage, but it doesn't meet the, the, the A bank's guidelines. Yep. Well, I can go to the alternative side and, and get it approved there. I can go to the 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 b side which which is for the bad credit i can go there i have i have private mortgages if if you don't meet any of the guidelines for any institutional lender yeah and i can go there so when you come to a broker we assess your situation and we can determine where you should be i have access to best rates at every lender in, in canada nice. so if your if your profile meets those needs are those guidelines so you're you're doing that before anybody's credit scores being checked and all those things that can affect it slightly or start to roll you assess that right off the bat beforehand correct yes. which is i don't i'm i'm not familiar I, I knew this a bit more a while ago with how exactly every time your credit score gets hit that affects your credit negatively or how long it takes for that to catch up to you but there's got to be an advantage to you didn't go to five places. They all ran your credit and they all put a hit on the credit report. And now, well, that's what happens when you, when you do the shopping around, when you go to a bank, Yeah. every bank will check your credit. And every time you have your credit checked, it goes against your credit score and knocks it down a couple of points. So how long does that take to catch up to you? Like, does it update every month? It up every month. Okay. And there are certain situations where, um, um, that Equifax, they, they understand when people are, um, like the algorithms within what, al with when Equifax determines your credit score, yep. it determines where you're getting your credit checked from. So you actually have, if you do three credit checks in a row with different institutions, it doesn't usually impact you. But after the third one, that's when it starts to knock your score down by okay. 11 or 12 points with every additional credit check after that. Wow. That can... So it can really hurt you. Yeah. Now, when you come to a mortgage broker like myself, we do one credit check and that's it. And even if we shop your, your, your mortgage to five, six, seven different lenders, we're still using the same credit check. So it, there's no chance that we're going to impact your credit at all by having too many credit inquiries. Yeah, which so, is huge if you're on the edge. That's right. right. And there has been situations because there's minimum credit scores that you have to adhere to in order to be able to get your mortgage. 650 being the, the, the lowest. Yep. I've seen situations where you're at 649 and uh, and they say, no, we won't do that deal. Oh, no. <laughs> so it can happen. Yep. And uh, and then that's when you have to switch to uh, an alternative lender at that point. So, um, so credit could affect your, uh, um, too many credit checks could affect your score. But 
coming to a mortgage broker, you don't have to worry about that. And what we do, once we have that credit score and we have all your, your, your information and your, your documents, then we start farming it out and we start shopping for it. Just like an insurance broker would, would shop for your best insurance rate right, with the, right across the board. They, there's so many insurance companies and they, they see who's out there, who has the best, um, the best price for the most, uh, the most features. We do the same in our industry and we shop all the, the banks and all the lenders that we, we have at our disposal. Yep. Now, is there anything um, more to add that you'd say, okay, well, there's the advantage of we have multiple companies. There's the advantage of we know those companies and that that, that speaks to, like I think, the broker um, themselves that th- they understand the companies they're working with. And then there's, there's the advantage that you know which one to go to, um, the advantage of the credit score. Any other big things that you would say, this is another way that a mortgage broker can add value to your experience when you need to uh, get a mortgage? Well, I'll tell you that most of the lenders that I deal with, they actually offer more flexibility than a lot of the major banks. Okay. They, in terms of um, payment frequency, mm-hmm. in terms of prepayment privileges, yeah. um, most banks are limited to 10% prepayment privilege every year. Almost all my lenders allow 20% prepayment privilege. Hmm. They allow you to increase your payments by 20%. They allow you to double up your payments. They, they make it very, very easy for you to try to become mortgage-free sooner yep. and, and giving you options to pay this mortgage off faster. That's not an option with a lot of the major banks. So that is definitely a big plus. And... Um, having access to all these lenders it's like you said i i do know which lenders have the best perks if that's what you want to say as far yep. as you know yep. the bells and the whistles as far as having all these other things plus i have i know which lenders are going to have the best rate and i actually also know which lenders are going to provide the best customer service because we do have some lenders out there that always advertise the lowest rate but i don't necessarily use that lender unless I really, really have to, because the customer service part of it is is lacking. Yeah. And I'll send an application into them and it'll take them three weeks to get back to us. And I said, but that's not really gonna be <laughs> show proper customer service. And it's not gonna be reflective of yeah, us as well. They're saving on staff so they can offer you the lower rate. That, exactly. But you're not gonna get service that well. Yeah. Do you have any pressure on you to sell from anybody higher above you that's like, hey, Rob, your your application count is down this month. Um, you need to do a couple more home equity lines of credit. You need to get this couple into more than just a mortgage. Or do you have freedom to just purely say, hey, this is what I think is best and offer that? That is actually <clears throat> exactly what happens in our in our business. And and what you've said is is typically what happens in in most banks that um, I am self-employed. Yeah. So I'm free to do what I'd like to do and I help people as much as I can. But if I, if I can't, I don't try to jam them with something just because I'm trying to get another sale. Yeah. Uh, there's many times where we, we say we, you know, we think you should do something else or we, should, we think you should go to another, another institution. Um, 
I have a number of them just right now. People, our, our existing clients come back to us because their mortgages are up for maturity right now and they're being offered renewal rates with their existing lenders. And because of the rate increases that we've been experiencing in the last three, four months, my rates are actually higher right now and their existing lenders are are giving them rates that are based on on what the rates were two and three months ago. Okay. So they're coming to me to to do transfers and try to find them a better weight, but I can't. So I'm not one to to shove them just into. to put them to another bank just yeah. to get another deal so I can make money on a transfer. Yeah. I'm honest with them. I say, I think you should take what's been offered because this is the better thing for you. Yep. So I don't, and I'm, I don't have to, I have someone above me saying, you got to get that deal. I, I do it because I know it's right for the client yep. to take what was on, what's been offered to them on the table. So you're, you're, you're right in that. And in most banks, they do have certain quotas that they have to, their staff has to meet and they have to get that line of credit or sell yeah. another loan or, or, and it, uh, it doesn't, um, it doesn't reflect on their salary, but it makes them hit their targets for their maybe a year end bonus. Yeah. And I don't, I don't get that. I know like in our side of the business, we hear all the time. Well, um, you know, I was, and, and again, banks have their place, not bad institutions. They have great people working there, but we've had times where it'll be like, well, the person at the bank says, uh, they're not getting paid commission to sell investments. They're they They just make a salary. And I say, well, have them go in for six months and not sell an investment and see how much their salary is tied to what they sell. And if that's not commission, I don't know what is. Mm -hmm. If you don't sell products, you're not going to have a job. So you can call it a salary all day long, but it's like nobody, nobody's doing anything for free. So we're on this, we have different payment models, but we're all in the same boat where, um, eventually if you if you don't offer people products that work for them and make money off of them or offer products to the bank that they make money off of you're not gonna you're not gonna be around that's right so, kind of same thing so that leads me to this question and i i hope you don't mind me asking this i think it's a question lots of people want to know is how how do brokers get paid well like i said i am self-employed yep and i only get paid when i close a mortgage so I don't charge any, any fee to talk to people. Um, in most cases, actually 98% of the cases, I get paid a finder's fee or a commission fee, that's what you want to call it, yep. from the bank or the lender that I place your mortgage with. So there's actually no fee from the client to me at all. Yep. I get paid by the lender. And my, my fee is usually tied to the size of the mortgage. So the bigger the mortgage, the, the higher my commission. Yep. But other than that, our commission hasn't changed in 20 years. <laughs> it's the same percentage we had. When I started in 2001, that's the same percentage that I get today. That's so funny. it's not that we, uh, we're not like the United States where mortgage brokers make a lot of money. We don't, but, yep. um, but we do get paid when we close a deal. If I, can't, if I work on your file and I submit to 10 different lenders and, and I've spent a month or two months on it and I can't get it approved because of this, whatever circumstance it is, then I've done that for nothing because I don't get paid until the mortgage closes. 
There are certain situations when I do have to charge a broker fee though. Okay. And that when there's a broker fee involved, the client does have to pay. And that's only when the lender doesn't pay us. And that only happens when I arrange private mortgages. Okay. So mortgages that don't go through financial institutions. Yep. And some of the um, alternative lenders and B lenders don't pay a finder's fee. So that's the only time. And like I said, it usually represents between two and 5% of the mortgages that I do where I have to charge a broker fee. The majority of the time we get paid by the bank that we arranged a mortgage with. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, um, any business it's, it's on, it's on that business to show value for what they did get paid in the end. And I think from everybody has the understanding and it, I th- I think it can be a bit of smoke and mirrors like nobody's going to work for free and it's not a badge of honor to wear that you know I went in and spent 12 hours and didn't get paid anything nobody expects that but that I think the thing to keep in mind is wherever you get a, a mortgage from somebody's getting paid um, if you feel better that like maybe the institution got more than the people working for them then I, I guess that's cool but what did you get did the person actually give a care? Did they did they um, take time? And we preach this a lot, like find professionals who are going to take time to give a care about you because you're going to get more value from that because people are going to get paid anyway. So pay the people who care about you and you're going to get more value from that in the end. One of the big things we hear, because uh, in finance, people ask us all the time, um, you know, where should we get a mortgage? We can't necessarily recommend that. But when it comes to mortgage brokers, one of the fears that we've heard is like, well, I don't even know the company that I'm getting the mortgage with. And so there's this idea, well, if the company's lesser known or they're not on TV, is it safe? What would you say to that? I would say that um, it's completely safe. And I would also say that just because I'm a mortgage broker, it doesn't mean I don't have access to all the banks. And I do. I can deal with TD. I can deal with Scotia, CIBC. I can deal with all the major banks. But as a mortgage broker, I get broker rates. So I would likely get a better rate going to the bank than you would walking in through the front door. Because when you walk into the front door, the mortgage agent or financial services officer there at the bank, just like you mentioned before, they they have targets that they have to meet. Well, part of their target is profitability. So they the bank always advertises posted rates, but then they give you a discount off that posted rate. Okay. And they gauge that that discount depending on what they think the market will bear. They don't give you the biggest discount off of the posted rate. If they feel that they that you'll be able to pay more, they they'll try to charge more, make more profit for the bank, and then it affects their their bonus at the end of the year. I don't do that. I charge the lowest discounted rate, whether I go to TD, whether I go to Scotia, whether I go to any bank at all. I I offer what the 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 lowest discounted rate that they offer is. So I likely will get a better rate at the chartered banks than what you would go in through the front door. But this is something that most people don't even understand that the monoline lenders that mortgage brokers use, Mm -hmm. they actually get money from investors 
So they don't raise their own money. The money comes in and then it gets lent out. Yeah. And guess who the major investors are to these monoline lenders? Banks. The banks. <laughs> I can tell you that, that one of the main lenders that I use, their biggest investor is TD Bank. So TD gives them 10, 15, $20 million, maybe $100 million, put it out at this, at this certain rate, and then we put it out. So your money is actually coming from the, from the major banks. And if it's not a major bank, it's a trust company, yeah. it's an insurance company, it's, it's an institution in Canada that is very, very sound and safe. The financial um, markets in Canada are on, um, historically, they're very, very safe institutions. Yeah. The, the banking system is safe. You don't find banks going bankrupt in Canada. And that's where the money is coming from for all the lenders that I use. So even though you may not hear of the name that's on the commitment, you need to know that the money that's coming from that is actually from one of the bigger institutions in Canada. That, that I didn't know. That's interesting. It's yeah. kind of like, uh, I remember back during the financial crisis, uh, life insurance companies in the States were doing poorly because the rates had dropped and life insurance companies are so dependent on that that long-term uh, yield rate. Um, and I found out at that time, Manulife had an operation in the States. They had an operation in Canada. Manulife Canada was required by Canadian regulation to hold 10 times the reserves of a company at same size in the U.S. And you kind of saw that bear through our financial markets that uh, in Canada, the... We do have higher regulation and sometimes anybody that's in a financial business pulls their hair out with that, but at, we're, we're, a, we're a pretty safe and sound place when it comes to that. What you're saying is, is actually the exact case on the financial side as well. The lenders that we have, they have to have, they have to have a security. Um, I don't know if it's 10 times what they've lent out, but they do yep. have to have a certain amount of security um, in trust and that's that happens in our side as well but the one thing i do want to point out to you is if people are concerned that they don't know where the money is coming from for their mortgage you have to look at it from the other point of view you they don't have your money you have theirs right so if one of these institutions that i'm maybe placed your mortgage with does end up having some financial problems you owe them the money that they don't they're not going to owe it to you so you're not losing anything by having a mortgage with them but again going back to the strength of the of the banking system in Canada if one of the lenders is having some financial problems or um, they can't meet their demands another institution is just going to gobble them up. And yeah. you know how many times I've seen that in the 22 years that I've been a mortgage broker, that, that, that the bank just buys the other bank and, and takes over that book of business and everything just keeps going on. So there's no issues. Uh, my, uh, my thing, what I always say to people, um, who cares what the name on the commitment is? As long as they give you good customer service and they offer you the best rate, that's yeah. all you should be concerned with. Yep. No, that's, that's great. Uh, I, 
knowing that uh, other financial institutions have their uh, money invested there too is something that will give peace of mind but our regulations are great um i shouldn't say i just i just got caught on tape saying our regulations are great <laughs> thanks for listening to the clear money mindset we at davies financial sterling mutuals are here to help you thrive with your finances you can find us online at daviesfinancial.ca for help with your personal finances, you can email us at office at daviesfinancial.ca. The opinions expressed are those of the participants and are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Sterling Mutuals Inc. Mutual funds provided through Sterling Mutuals Inc. Commissions, trailer commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the simplified prospectus before investing. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.